Hello again and welcome back to my podcast. That was Bad Boy for Life by P. Diddy. Great song. Because you know what? I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to keep doing these podcasts. I don't care if anybody listens or not. I'd love for you to. And if you do, leave a five-star rating. That helps the algorithm put my podcast out there for more listens. Again, my name's Jason Stone. I'm also known as my online moniker, Magic Lasagna. And today I wanted to talk about funny stories that happen in your life. Um, Mostly, you know, in car sales, the car sales experience is an extremely demanding profession since people can sell cars that they don't even really like and want to get rid of. They are often good storytelling candidates and stories you hear in car sales should never be underestimated and considered as nothing more than mere laughs. We're all degenerates and a lot of times the humor is dark But sometimes a customer does something so funny that you just end up remembering it for a long time. Many times, the humor in front of your eyes will be passed over, and you'll only remember funny memories with a fuller perspective when you're driving back home. Like, you know, this woman told me, telling me she refused to buy a vehicle because she thought there was a ghost in it. Uh, She actually bought the vehicle and drove off the lot with it, so, you know, via... North Carolina law, it's her car. There's no cooling down period. But what was happening was is she had her lane keep assist on. And the very next day she tried to bring it back because she thought that the car was haunted. And this car was perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong with it. She was just a bad driver. And the lane assist was steering her back into her lane while she was swerving all over the place. So every time she's got steered back into her lane, she would try to fight against it because she was terrified that the ghost was trying to make her wreck. Uh, We told her that she couldn't bring it back, that it was her car. And she left with it and came back the next day, tried to return it again and left with it. And then one day the car was just sitting on our back parking lot, just sitting there. So we actually ended up having to have it towed. To this day, I haven't seen that lady again after that, and I don't know what happened to the car. It could be sitting in a tow yard, or she could have gone and gotten it. I have no idea. She may have defaulted on the loan. Uh, Just, who knows. Sometimes in the dealership, funny things happen right in front of you, or, you know, customers can look funny, or, you know, unkempt, or do funny things. Um... And you just have to laugh at these things because it's a very stressful environment in most cases. So one time I was trying to sell a van to a guy with a kid because he said he needed more room. And uh, the kid was probably two years old, just kind of running all over the place or toddling, you know, not really going crazy or anything, screaming or crying or anything. But the kid ended up tripping and hitting its head on the corner of a door jam. And within seconds, there was a gigantic goose egg on that kid's head. And the guy just looked at her <laughs> while she was sitting there screaming bloody murder. And he just looked at her and said, you're okay. And the baby quit crying. 
Um, children tend to do that a lot of the time if uh, they're very young and you just assure them that they're okay. They they cheer right up. They don't tend to cry so much. I still do it with my son, who's three, all the time. You know, I tell him you know, if he falls or starts to cry or something, I just look at him and say, "You're okay. You're a tough boy. You're a big boy. You're good." And he typically quiets down and uh, becomes more reasonable. Um, but yeah, later I heard the guy on the phone with his girlfriend or his wife or whoever the mother was. And she was on speakerphone, and she was just screaming at him to not let her go to sleep because she could have a concussion. Because it was a pretty big goose egg. I don't think it was a concussion, but uh, the mom was terribly worried about it, screaming at him on the phone. And for the rest of the time he was at the dealership, which was good three, maybe four hours longer, every now and then he would just reach over and shake his baby to make sure that she wasn't going to sleep. That kid was so tired, but just every once in a while, he would just reach over and shake the shit out of her because his wife or girlfriend had told him to not let her go to sleep because she might have a concussion. Another time, there was this woman that uh, came to the dealership to trade her car in. As I recall, it was a Kia Forte, and this was a very strange incident that happened. Um, I was actually a little scared because it was it got even weirder towards the end, and my sales manager, Bernie, at the time, would never let me live it down. So I was trying to get this lady approved. She didn't have very good credit. Um, her forte she was trying to trade in had, she had drilled screws in the hood in the shape of a pentagram. So obviously it, it wasn't worth very much like that. I'd have to replace the whole hood. Um... But, you know, looking inside the car, there were a bunch of uh, pentagram stuff and, uh, like, chicken bones and runes and stuff like that. Um, I finally ended up getting her approved, but the interest rate was just really high, so her payments were going to skyrocket. And uh, for some reason, this lady thought that I just had it within my power to lower the price of the car you know, $8,000 to be able to get her where she wanted to be on payment. I tried explaining to her that I didn't have any control over that, that the price of the car was what it was, and we were already giving her a discount and a rebate to get her even approved. But for some reason, in her head, I could just do anything that I wanted to. Um, so after a little while of arguing with this lady, she spits on the floor in front of me, and throws some chicken bones down on the ground and starts doing this weird chant and told me that she cursed me. My sales manager at the time was laughing it up. He thought it was the funniest thing he had ever seen in his life. And after she left, like every five minutes, he would be like, Jason, be careful, you're going to get hit by a bus later. Or, Jason, be careful, the demons are going to drag you to hell. In fact, he kept saying over and over that that lady looked like the lady from Drag Me to Hell. Anyway, the story gets a little bit weirder, and to this day I still laugh about it, but to this day I still wonder, am I going to get hit by a bus eventually? But uh, it got a little bit weirder because a few days later, I guess she had gone and gotten approved on some sort of a Mitsubishi or something, and her payment was just going to be really high, so she started driving Uber. So... I had to deliver a car over to one of the other dealerships before they closed. 
and it had to be done. It was my responsibility, and there was absolutely nobody around to help me do it, like to come pick me up and drive me back. So I was like, you know what? I have to do this. You know, it's worth the commission. I'm going to deliver this car, and then I'll just Uber back. So this is pretty late at night, around, you know, 7.30, because dealerships were closing at 8 o'clock back then. And I drove it over to the other dealership and dropped it off and called my Uber. My Uber shows up, and it's that lady that thinks she's a witch. <laughs> the lady that cursed me on my showroom floor. And she remembers me. And she picks me up, and she drives me back to my other dealership. And the whole time, she was muttering something almost like a Gregorian chant. And I could tell that she was super irritated and super frustrated. And I don't know if that's because she was still mad at me. Or if because she was upset that her hex or whatever she was doing wasn't working. And I hadn't been hit by a bus yet. Weirdly enough, as she was driving away, she poured some sort of liquid all over the ground. I don't know if it was a bottle of water. Um, but she poured it on the ground and looked at it and muttered something for a minute. And then got back in her car and left. Definitely creepy. But probably not as creepy as this one time... When I'm back when I was a bartender, a little place called St. James, it's primarily retired people, elderly people, a little bit better off. They had got a little bit of money. Um, and, you know, you're used to dealing with weird comments from them, um, especially me, because my wife worked at the same plantation, just a different restaurant. And everybody knew me and my wife. And I can tell you that with my wife, I outpunted my team. Which means she's far too attractive uh, for me personally however um, this one time I was serving a table and I went and dropped their salads off and in the most creepy witch-like voice this lady looked at me and said you're gonna die and I was like what she was like it's okay though you're going to make a very handsome corpse same kind of a situation with my co-workers. I went and told them all. They were like, that lady put a curse on you. They were warning me not to slip in water, or not to carry too much. It was a pretty hilarious event. Because of the stress of being in the service industry, whether it's selling cars or you know, being a bartender or a server, sometimes you try to come up with hilarious ways to entertain yourself that may be weird to everybody else, but... It's just fun for you guys. Uh, you know, one of the ways that we used to do it was playing a game called Would You Rather. And you try to make up two completely impossible, terrible scenarios. To, and they have to choose one. They can't, you know, back out of it. They have to choose one. And you come up with all kinds of really weird and sick shit. So that was one of the ways we entertained ourselves. At the restaurant, we made up a game where you go into the lime box or the lemon box and you find, like, the mushiest, most rotten lime or, or lemon. And the objective is to hand it to somebody successfully, like, randomly. Like your waitress or your other bartender or even the hostess or something. If you successfully hand it to them, they have to hold it the entire shift or until they hand it off successfully to someone else. 
And we used to have a lot of fun with that. And we would draw little faces on the limes with a Sharpie, stuff like that. But um, it was definitely always hilarious watching a waitress walk up to a table with a tray full of food holding a lime in her hand. And customers would ask them too, what's up with the lime? And they would have to sit there and explain that they have to hold it for the entire shift or until they pass it to someone else. One of the other games that we used to play a lot was we, when we went to tables to take orders, we would see how close we could get our pen or pencil or whatever we were writing with to the customer's face before they said something or even noticed at all. So sometimes, you know, you'd be propping your leg up on their seat or something and just get that pen right in front of their nose until they're like, what the fuck are you doing, you weirdo? And it always made the other waitresses and bartenders laugh a lot when you did it. Because sometimes you would get it hilariously close to them without them ever saying a word. And I imagine that's sometimes that they're just too polite to say anything to you and don't realize that you're actually messing with them. I myself at the car dealership have developed somewhat of a game um, and games with uh, one of my business managers. And we challenge each other to do and say weird things to the customers to see how they react to them. For instance, one time he asked me to bark at a customer like a dog, and I'm, I'm fearless. I just did it. Boom. Rough, rough, you know, um, except I did it loud, like, woof. But uh, that being said, it was pretty hilarious to do. Um, sometimes we challenge each other to say weird things like uh, work a word into a conversation like uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex or Choo Choo Train. And, you know, randomly my business manager has to say, we're going to keep doing this like a choo-choo train. And <laughs> the customer doesn't know why you're saying what you're saying, but they normally don't say anything because they uh, think maybe it's like a saying from where you come from or something like that. But uh, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, one of the other ones was uh, telling customers that they have uh, champagne taste with a beer budget. But you have to work it in to where you say it in a way that it doesn't become offensive to them. Um, I've actually messed that one up before, but that's a different story. Uh, so one time John said something like, um, Well, you know you're going to starve if there's no food on the table. I mentioned uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex earlier, but, you know, that's just, you know, one of the words that we work in the conversation sometimes, you know. I'll talk about their old car, and I say, you know, we're not here to dig up the past like Tyrannosaurus Rex bones or anything. We're here to talk about the future. Um, you know, working the word tennis ball into a conversation, you know, where you tell the customer, we're not going to keep going back and forth like we're hitting a tennis ball back and forth between us. We need to go ahead and settle this now. Saying really weird stuff like that sometimes is funny to everybody around that hears it because they don't know why you're doing it. Sometimes things are funny regardless. You don't even know that they're funny. Um, for instance, one of the things that I do when I check a trade-in out is I look in it to see if the customer cleaned it out. You know, If they cleaned it out, they're ready to buy a car. They want to trade it and get rid of it. However, um, today I popped open... Uh, the glove box to look for the registration on the trade and there was a bottle of uh, gabapentin in there which is a drug for nerve damage or nerve pain it's something that I take every day 
and uh, I realized that she was on it as well. So I have some different diabetes medication and blood pressure medicine and stuff like that. Before we really got into everything, I looked at her and I said, hey, is it okay if I take all my medicine? Is it going to bother you? And I pulled all the medication out of my pocket and put it all down pretty much right in front of her so she could see it. I said, yeah, I have to take this diabetes medication and this gabapentin. And she kind of lit up and she was like, oh, I have to take gabapentin too. And it gave me a great avenue of conversation with her. Now, the reason why I say that sometimes things are funny and you don't even know that they're funny. Um, uh, my coworker that was sitting to the left of me overheard me ask her if it was okay if I took all of my medication in front of her. And he's sitting there grinning ear to ear because he thinks it's funny because I'm dumping all this medication on the counter in front of her. I mean, when I say I take a lot of pills, I'm taking like 13, 15 pills a day for different stuff. So, you know, my pocket's full and I just dump it out on the table in front of her and he's just sitting there laughing. He doesn't know why I did that or anything like that. And he came up to me after everything was over and he said, hey... That was hilarious that you asked that lady that you could take all your medication in front of her, and I told him why I did it. I said, you know, there's a calculated reason why I did that, but to him, it was absolutely hilarious that I did that. Sometimes I just say crazy things to customers in general, like the customers that come up and say, I'm just looking. I love just saying, hey, Christopher Columbus was looking too, and look what he found. It immediately pretty much disarms them and makes them laugh. And uh, they're a little bit less uptight after you say something like that. Um, my coworkers just love listening to me because some of the things that I say are just so off-key that you'll never know what happens. For instance, I had a customer. Um, it's a young lady. And I said something really off-cuff, kind of wild to her. I don't remember exactly what it was, but she looked at me and she said, you got a big old set of balls, don't you? And I said, a big old brass pair. So about a week later, I get a little box that's addressed to me that arrives to the dealership. And I open it up, and there's a little note inside that said, uh, To the man with brass balls. And it was a keychain that was made out of brass, but it was just a set of testicles. So I have that on my keychain now, and I will always keep it on my keychain forever. Uh, the first time I ever gave those keys to my service department to... Uh, get my car serviced, they were absolutely rolling with laughter because they had no idea why I had a pair of testicles on my keychain. Um, I finally told them the story, but they just thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. I remember one time I was dealing with a very attractive girl. I believe that she was uh, an ex-cheerleader for the Cleveland Cavaliers that had moved down here from Ohio. And my sales manager really liked her, or, or my floor manager actually. So he was like, can you get her to turn around? And walking down the middle of the showroom floor, I stopped her and I said, hey, that's a nice dress. Could you do a little twirl for me? And sure enough, she did a twirl. And again, all of my uh, coworkers just thought it was the most hilarious thing they'd ever seen. That being said, no matter what profession you're in, you have to find ways to find humor to uh, lift your spirits up. Because if you don't, then your job just ends up being a soul-sucking a waste of life. So what you want to do is just make sure that you can humor yourself and find humor in the things that happen and the things that you do. 
and uh, find ways to trick yourself into laughing because laughing is very important. Again, my name is Jason Stone. I'm going to end this podcast here. I'm also known as my online moniker, Magic Lasagna. If you guys need me for anything, my cell phone number is 910-515-0890. And you can email me at magiclasagna at magiclasagna.com. And one last time, well, probably not the last time. I'm going to keep saying this. I don't care how successful you are. I'm always going to be successful.